0: Welcome to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers about medical breakthroughs with the power to improve lives everywhere. Today, improving access to breast care with mobile screenings and AI. Siemens Healthineers Head of Marketing for Women's Health, Aline Hambüchen, talks with Frederica Periconi, Professor of Radiology at the University of Rome La Sapienza Marco Cavallo, PhD, a biomedical engineer, and AI researcher at Bradbound University Medical Center, and Dr. Brian Englander, chairman of the Pennsylvania Hospital
1: Department of Radiology. From COVID, we learned that you can't expect patients to come to you, you want to go to the patients. Mammography is ideally just the start of mobile healthcare. Having something that gets into the neighborhood or gets into a home for the aged who can't get out or gets into a rural community—it's really the only way that we can do it. And the goal, as healthcare professionals, is to do it right.
2: I'm Aline Hambüchen. Breast cancer is the most common cancer found in women worldwide. On average, one in eight women develop breast cancer over the course of their lives. If detected early enough, the five-year survival rate of breast cancer is above 90%. Regular screenings are the key to early detection, and studies show that mammography can reduce the mortality rate for women by over 40%. With such clear evidence one would think screening for breast cancer was as common as one's yearly checkup. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Globally, there are still an incredible number of factors working against patients in the need of mammograms. The COVID-19 pandemic is just the latest in a long line of barriers to screening that include staffing shortages, access to equipment and socioeconomic issues involving proper funding and health insurance. Today, we will speak with some people who are working hard to overcome these barriers. Hi, I'm Dr. Albright, an OBGYN at Penn Medicine. We're at 21st and Lehigh, across the street from Dobbins High School. Come down, get your mammogram. With a mobile mammography unit, early detection saves lives. If you're a woman over 40, make it down here. That's Dr. DeCarla Albright, Doctor of Clinical Obstetrics and Gynecology at Penn Medicine in Philadelphia, inviting patients to undergo screenings at a mobile mammography truck parked in the city's West Lehigh neighborhood earlier this year. Mammography is an established X-ray based technology that is used to detect breast cancer. Before we take a look inside the mammography truck, let's hear from Federica Pediconi how breast cancer gets diagnosed. Federica Pediconi is a radiology professor and the European Society of Breast Imaging Education chair.
3: The first step is mammography. If at the mammography there is any suspicions, so we can move on the second level, that is breast ultrasound, biopsy if necessary, and possibly also MRI. This is to start, of course, if you have something we can go to CT or PET CT. So usually we have just at least three steps for the perfect diagnosis, that is mammography, ultrasound, and biopsy.
2: Even before mammography is introduced as a means of screening, self-exams are an important step of the process.
3: Self-examination is very important, of course, but sometimes it is not easy for the patients to recognize a suspicious dwelling, because it's not easy also for us sometimes, of course, also for the patients. So it is always good to do it, but more important is to do the visits to the doctors.
2: If more steps are needed, a treatment path is then determined by a team of medical experts.
3: The treatment is decided during the MDT, that is the meeting that we do all together in order to decide the treatment, together with radiologists, oncologists, surgeons and so on. And it is necessary that during the session, the MDT, to have everything necessary the results of the biopsy, any staging step, uh, for example, MRI. The earlier
2: cancer is detected, the better the chance of a full recovery. Most countries recommend mammography screening at least every two years for women 40 and older. Which takes us back to the mammography truck. One of the main barriers it aims to solve is the issue of healthcare deserts. Though Philadelphia has an incredible healthcare infrastructure, disadvantaged residents are still faced with a number of barriers when it comes to accessing preventative screenings. There are large areas of the city that are both economically and geographically isolated from those resources. My colleague, Abby Weldon, Senior Director of Women's Health explains,
4: Philadelphia actually has a amazing healthcare system, right? That you have some of the biggest names when it comes to healthcare and medicine. However, in the inner cities, that's where we actually struggle to reach people the most. Even though there is a high density of hospitals, medical facilities, we need to actually get where the people are. Being within the actual community here where we were in Philadelphia is key. It's the trust of having something in the community, the word of mouth, working together with community, community partners, such as churches, to really have it spread word of mouth.
1: The first truck was incredibly successful because it was in the parking lot of a grocery store across from a school next to a church, lots of foot traffic. And we had just a lot of energy out there as people came out saying, have you had a mammogram? Please come in. There's no cost.
2: This is Dr. Brian Englander chairman of the Pennsylvania Hospital Department of Radiology. He worked closely with Siemens Healthineers to develop the mobile screening unit and deploy it to the community.
1: We just encouraged people to come in, and I think the number came out to be about 40 to 50 percent had never had a mammogram before, ranging in age from 40 to 70. The comments were really incredibly positive, saying I was too scared to go in, or a patient saying that I was scheduled to have a mammogram in a month or two. But it took two to three buses to get there, so it really becomes an entire day experience for me to get in just for a mammogram.
2: With COVID-19 still an issue, many patients hesitate to go to a hospital to get screened. And the success of the mobile mammography truck highlights another of the main barriers to screening access for inner-city communities. A lack of transportation to medical facilities.
1: What I realized is that here in Philadelphia, within two miles of Penn Medicine, of Jefferson, of Temple, there are healthcare deserts where patients just feel that they don't have any access to solid healthcare and certainly not advanced imaging, which mammography, in some level, falls into.
2: Without a program like the truck, mammogram accessibility is typically quite limited for those in these kind of areas.
1: Patients just can't come in. Patients who work, patients who are single parents, patients who don't have insurance, even though in the U.S. we have lots of ways to cover screening mammography at most uh, institutions, uh, free mammograms. There's just sort of a hesitancy to come in. The offerings are there, but they often demand a lot from patients
2: and lack what we call patient centricity, an approach to deliberately set up healthcare services with easy access and the needs of the patient
1: in mind. For a lot of people it's really not clear how do you get to your appointment how do you have someone take care of your child if you have small children or you're a caregiver for a parent a sibling the barriers aren't all economic and logistical
2: however there are also major hurdles around proper communication especially in the context of such a delicate
1: screening language barriers are growing to be really significant it's scary to get a mammogram, it's scary to get anything additional, it's really scary to get a biopsy. We have ways of doing it that are better than we used to in terms of technology to translate, but do we have all everything that's translated after that? The post-care instructions, the consent forms.
2: Taking language, location and usability into account is an important step for healthcare providers to make their services more accessible and improve the outcome for all patients. The screening truck is, of course, a particularly strong example for this. But how does it actually work? Here's my colleague Abby again for a quick tour inside the truck.
4: The truck is very similar to what you see on the highway every day. It's basically a semi-truck, has a trailer. It expands into a little bit wider of the semi-truck that you would be used to. Outside is where we set up tents for Penn Medicine to be able to register patients. They will walk up the stairs into our truck. They are greeted there by our technologists. The technologist then will direct them to, we have a small changing room to where they can change. And then in the back of the unit, it's kind of illuminated with some nice calming ambient light. That's where the actual examination takes place. It's a small facility, but a very warming and welcoming atmosphere.
2: For Brian Englander, the increased doctor-patient contact that comes with a project like this is irreplaceable. In some cases, it's just that kind of communication and relationship that can make all the difference to a patient.
1: For the first round of MammoTruck, Truck, we called every patient. Just shy of 300 patients. I took it upon myself and people looked at me and said, wow, that's a big task. And it really was not a big task. Majority of patients, when you tell them everything is fine... They sort of give you a quick, like, fantastic, have a great day. It really doesn't take a lot of time. And the patients who need to talk saying, okay, everything's fine, but I feel something or but I'm concerned because my two sisters under the age of 50 had breast cancer. Those are the ones that we're really able to touch. In my career of doing a lot of different things within medicine, mobile mammography and patient-centric care and focusing on the patient with the support of the technology has been the most inspiring thing that I have been a part of.
2: The mammography truck was launched in part to leverage the effects of the global pandemic on screening rates. When COVID-19 hit, most hospitals postponed breast cancer screenings for months. To get patients to come back, Caregivers now have to reconnect with their patients.
3: The patient needs uh, to be reassured, of course. This is Federica Pediconi again. And for this reason, she prefers direct contact with the radiologist because she needs an immediate explanation or if there is something and what other examination she needs to do. She would love to have also immediately the appointment for the next examination.
2: During the pandemic, many patients discovered telemedicine as a convenient way to stay in touch with their doctors. Federica reminds us that this is not for everyone.
3: The more we switch to telemedicine, the less we are patient-centered, because the patient usually wants the doctor's contact and words. They need to be reassured immediately.
2: For Dr. Brian Englander, it is also about managing and avoiding uncertainty.
1: Prior to the pandemic, at our hospital, we saw patients, they would come in for screening and we would encourage patients to wait for their results, perform diagnostic imaging, extra views, ultrasound, and often perform biopsy same day. The pandemic ground that to a halt, ground everything to a halt, as we all know, and In particular, within radiology, all screening was discontinued for several months, and and we knew that that was going to have a significant impact.
2: Getting patients back to routine testing has proven to be a hurdle, especially in terms of availability.
3: It is not easy because the idea would be to recover all the lost exams as soon as possible. But it's important also to think about the capacity of the screening centers. That uh, sometimes does not allow to rec- recover all this examination immediately.
2: When it comes to breast cancer prevention, those delayed and cancelled screenings could have dire consequences.
3: If you find a tumor in an advanced stage, the patients need to do chemo or, in general, more aggressive therapies. So, this is the problem if you have a disruption. This is happening during the pandemic. When you restart the screening program, you can find tumors in an advanced stage that it doesn't mean only larger, but also maybe more aggressive.
2: According to one Canadian study, a three-month interruption in screenings could lead to a significant increase in both diagnoses of advanced disease and cancer deaths. For now, the focus is on getting as many patients as possible back to their regular screenings, be it at a mobile unit or their doctor's office.
1: I think we're, we're encouraging patients to come back. We're trying to find ways to make patients feel more comfortable. I think really centering the patient is key, and, and we are hoping to go back to that approach.
2: But what if the sheer amount of cases, in part due to the backlog the pandemic created, puts pressure on the time spent between patient and
5: doctor? In the Netherlands, radiologists screen through hundreds of mammograms every day, so they cannot afford to spend minutes, several minutes on every case. And this, of course, is an important time constraint that, in a way, also could affect the performance of the radiologist.
2: This is biomedical engineer and AI researcher Marco Caballo, specializing in breast cancer imaging at Radboud University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Together with his colleagues, he is researching machine learning and deep learning algorithms that could assist radiologists in reading mammograms. By utilizing artificial intelligence, there is potential for radiologists to significantly streamline the diagnostic workflow.
5: Can AI actually improve upon the current screening programs? We do have already evidence about that, that at least AI has potential to do better. Even if AI is not to do better than radiologists, it can still perhaps help radiologists reduce the reading time.
2: The technology might also help immensely in terms of determining treatment should a patient require it.
5: In research at least we have evidence that we can predict if a, if a cancer is more aggressive than another one we can predict the molecular subtype it's not all perfect but ai has that potential we can predict if a tumor will respond to a given therapy or not from the beginning and so forth
2: ai even has the potential to mitigate some of the most common issues that arise when mammograms are performed
5: ai is not just mammography and detection, but there is research for any medical application with medical imaging. We do research AI for, for instance, diagnosis, so to try to prevent the number of healthy biopsies in women, so understand if a lesion is benign or malignant. There is AI to AI research to predict the risk of a woman developing cancer based on the mammograms, predicting even more into the future, There is AI research aiming at predicting the outcome of a treatment, for instance, neoadivant chemotherapy, if a tumor will respond to that or not.
2: For Brian Englander, one of the greatest potentials of AI-assisted screening is the ability to triage breast care patients and focus on those who need more attention.
1: It currently and theoretically will help us diagnose more cancers, help us to probably ignore some of the things that we work up unnecessarily and can triage how we perform mammography so that we can quickly move through the ones that have good AI scores saying this is in all likelihood not cancer. Then really focus on the, the folks who are at much higher risk from just the images alone at having something that needs to be worked up.
2: AI has the potential to be a tremendous help for providers when diagnosing and designing treatment. But what happens when the process becomes more complex? There are subsets of the population who are more susceptible than others to certain screening complications.
5: We know from scientific evidence that women from Asia, for example, have uh, typically denser breasts compared to European women or American women. So that, of course, is is an important difference.
2: Dense breast tissue can make traditional mammogram images more difficult to read, leading to potential issues with diagnoses.
5: If a breast is very dense and if a tumor is located inside the dense tissue, chances are that we might end up missing it because the attenuation, the brightness of the tumor with respect to the surrounding fibrogranular tissue is very similar. So it might become undistinguishable on our mammogram.
2: To address this, providers are using an imaging modality in conjunction with
5: AI. To improve the detection of cancers of tumors in very dense breasts, ideally, we will need to overcome some of the limitations of mammography because mammography is two-dimensional. It's just a projective image in 2D of the breast. And thus, the cancer may be hidden in this dense, tissue. So if we move to three-dimensional imaging, that already helps because it gives a full 3D view of our breasts, so we might increase visibility. There are already early studies, even in mammography, which is the modality used in screening, that show that AI can potentially help in general, but also in dense breasts.
2: Helping better diagnose and treat those with dense breasts is just one more example of AI's potential to change the face of breast care as we know it. With its ability to simplify the diagnostic process and create more accurate results, the use of artificial intelligence is an incredibly exciting advancement. But perhaps even more important is the time and space the technology can create to allow providers to focus as much as possible on the patient
1: folks will laugh that artificial intelligence will put radiology out of business. And I think uh, those of us who are embracing it realize it's actually going to expand our ability to do things, give us more time to be able to focus on what's important, which is the patient. Take a lot of that work away, take a lot of the time dictating and producing reports away so that we can really have conversations with the patients.
2: While COVID-19 may have placed massive obstacles in the way of regular mammograms, we see promising new techniques emerging in the breast cancer screening field. Artificial intelligence can support radiologists in their readings, giving them more time with their patients. At the same time, clinicians explore new ways of delivering care. PennMed's mobile mammography truck is just one example of a patient-centered approach that breaks geographical, social, and language barriers. But what encourages me the most is that all these technologies strengthen the provider-patient relationship. After all, it is the human connection that inspires trust the most and encourages many of us to get checked regularly.
0: You've been listening to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers. We pioneer breakthroughs in healthcare for everyone, everywhere. Subscribe to us and always get the latest episode in your podcast feed or visit siemens-healthineers.com slash podcast for more. The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors in this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Siemens Healthineers.